tell you what is unbelievable, Tommy Hudson. Nico Hines with just a score of 40 last week in Magic Round. It was far from magical for the Sharks, number seven, but we are back here tonight. Supercoach 365 podcast, the Round 11 edition. Not all negative though, Tommy. You're on the way up. Yeah, slowly but surely into the top 2%. Score of 12.30 last week. Nico Hines, obviously captain for me, didn't help. He was 88% captain though in the top 10%, I think. So it probably didn't hurt players as much as it was painful to watch him only get 40. Yeah. Tell you what would have been painful. Those who I convinced to buy Mitchell Moses last (laughs) week. So look, I'm going to start with an official apology tonight because much like you and I and those listening um, to this podcast tonight, as we throw our ranks up on our screen as well, if you are watching us on the YouTube we play this game, Tommy. We play it to the final minute in lockouts and such. It's 2.57 on Saturday afternoon. I called you on Friday night. I had a few beers. I called you and I was like, mate, I need an answer. Is it Cleary or is it Moses? I'd Instagram DM people out at Penrith that have never heard of me, never spoken to me. I needed to know if Cleary was kicking goals. I went with my gut in the end. It proved the right decision. But I can't I can't get into tonight's podcast without firstly an apology to those who listened to me here last Tuesday, last Wednesday, and bought Mitchell Moses. I mean, yeah, I think it's respectful that you've done that. But at the same time, you know, we record this often three days out from games. I think it was four days out we recorded last week. So you're not to know. You have change of heart, gut feeling. And this week that gut feeling saved you because if you went with Moses, and I think you would have also been with Cody Walker then, Mm -hmm. your score would have been well below what you ended up with with Cleary and Dylan Brown. Yeah, I'll bring the numbers up here as I talk. Um but in saying that, look, firstly, yeah, apologies. Nathan Cleary, again, just proves that this time of year, a break-even, it doesn't mean much for a player that has a good fixture and has a point to prove. The Panthers off two uh, straight losses last week. Um, obviously, we've spoken about Cleary. We've spoken about Nico Hines, a couple of number sevens. Uh, I want to talk about number one and someone who we have waxed lyrical about here in recent times, Tom Travojevic. Um, he looks injured. He looks in a world of pain, back, hip, groin all of the above, but still managed to score an 82 against the Broncos in a badly beaten team last week for Manly. So what does that uh, leave us thinking about Manly? What does that leave us thinking about Tommy this week? Yeah, Manly looked like they're struggling, and it was probably the ugliest 82 you've ever seen from Turbo. He just he doesn't look that happy at the moment. I don't know if he's not fit. He's obviously not 100% fit. And Origin is around the corner as well, so I think he's a hard hold at the moment. I mean, I think a lot of people would have sold out the last few weeks. The story of that game for me, from a Manly perspective, was Ruben Garrick. Um, he looks a great buy in the coming weeks, if not already. He got another score of around 80. Again, similar to Turbo, didn't do a lot to the naked yeah. eye, but still produced a really big score, which is great science. I think he got, yeah, about an 81 or an 83 thereabouts, not too far off Turbo. Um, yeah, as I said, Manly badly beaten. Garrick's price is probably bottomed out now at 540k so if he wasn't a buy this week i don't know when he is a buy this is the cheapest you'll ever get him again this season uh speaking of best buyers we're going to flip the podcast on its head a little bit tonight we're going to talk about our best buyers up front before we get into the games hold that thought though because someone that uh, won't figure in that chat but certainly will figure this time next week when we do our round uh, 11 wrap up is latrell mitchell and cody walker because Souths they have a good game this week against the west tigers and uh, these uh, these two particularly could be putting on a big score this week. And South, they proved again that they're the real deal. They did a really dominant victory over the Storm. Uh, I was pretty keen on the Storm, but South just, for them to be Melbourne, 
at Suncorp, that shows how good they're going because Melbourne are usually very good there. Latrell yeah. wasn't as good as he has been, but still some classy moments. Didn't score as well as we probably would have liked. But like you said there, with the game against the Tigers this week at home on Saturday afternoon, mm -hmm. if the weather is good, you'd have to think Cody and Latrell are going triple figures. Yeah. As I said, I sold Cody there last week, brought in Dylan Brown um, to sort of offset that move with Ronaldo Mulatalo coming in as well. Um, all in all, I said I was going to find you those points and the difference that, that, that trades uh, made last week. So if I was to hold Walker and Moses, I would have scored collectively 103 points. Cleary and Brown combination, 236. So that's, uh, by my maths, 133-point swing, and that contributed to my round 10 score of 1,203. Uh, 11.640 overall now, 640. 50th, I think, um, my rank. So it was a red arrow, but considering Nico, considering a few other things, uh, not holding Latrell, not holding Cody, not holding Turbo or Garrick, I'm quite happy with that uh, round 11, top 1%. Yeah, I'm sort of maintaining a spot in the in top 1,000. If you didn't make those last second moves back to Cleary and, and Dill Brown, you probably would have been out of the top 1,000, really, yeah. with the 100 less points or whatever you said there. So it was important for you. What about these cheapies that just continue... To do more than a job for us, they they really weren't they were unheralded at the start of the year. Definitely, Jacob Preston, Zach Hosking, Jermaine Hopgood has been obviously the star of the show for a lot of the season, and yeah. even Cam Pereira, um, he was I sold him a few weeks ago, and he's he's made me look a fool because he keeps scoring tries. I sold him last week. I went to Ronaldo. As soon as Ronaldo scored, I'm like, great, that's awesome. You know, it's justified the move. AKP comes out and scores a double. So it just shows you, like, these cheapies, you mentioned those other names there, they've they've ex far and away exceeded the cheapie tag, haven't they? They're mid-rangers at least now, at least now, could be potentially keepers. Um, how do you sell Jacob Preston when he's scoring doubles? You can't. I know, yeah. Same with Zach Hosking. Like, I didn't even think he played that well the other day. I checked the score. He got 67. That's a great score for its 2RF this year, really. There's not that many going that well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to sell them, honestly. All right. Uh, before we do dive into best buys and round 11, just a bit of housekeeping reminder. If you are new here, to subscribe on the YouTube channel or press follow across your podcast apps. Uh, and as well, as well, I should say, uh, we wouldn't be here. wouldn't be possible without the... Uh, ongoing support of Top Sport, uh, topsport.com.au. If you are having a play on the sport or racing this weekend, the best place to do it, uh, new customers sign up with the code SCOACH365. Uh, that'll help them keep track of uh, where you found us, where you found them, and Tristan and the team will most certainly look after you if that is the case. Uh, reminder, if you are having a bet to uh, remember uh, what you are really gambling with, uh, and always gamble responsibly. Tommy, best buys. Let's talk best buys now. We're going to flip it on its head, as we say. There's four names I've pulled out tonight. I probably could have stopped at three, but I found it a little bit tricky to split the last two. Number one for me this week, Jareen Buller of the West Tigers. Negative 32 break even. Uh, made 82K last week and set to make a little bit more cash as well. Yeah, making good money. Playing really well as well, I think. Um, his performance against the Dragons is one of the best players on the field. I thought um, seems to have cemented his spot in the one jersey. I guess I think we mentioned him a bit last week. My only issue with getting him in was having to sell a fullback who you already mm. own. And in my case, I have Latrell and Reese Walsh, so it's hard to part ways with guys like that for Buller. But it's, I guess it's a case-by-case -case basis. Yeah, for me, I could bring him in. Uh, I have two Dolphins fullbacks at my fullback slot, both on a bye this week. So 
Um, perfect trading target for me this week. I haven't actually decided if that's the move I'm going to do, but uh, still, uh, during Bull, I'm most certainly in my calculations. So too maybe Jared Croker and Jaden Sullivan uh, of the Raiders and Dragons, respectively. What do you make about uh, each of those two? Yeah, probably left-field names that we didn't expect to mention in classic terms anyway. Uh, Croker, though, his last two weeks above 60. Raiders haven't lost a game since he joined the team, so his job security is starting to look actually pretty decent. Um, he plays two out of the three buy rounds as well coming up, so that is a big help. Mm-hmm. Jaden Sullivan as well, massive score the other day of 83. Two tries, he's kicking goals as well, but he's named on the bench, which kind of puts a halt to his momentum, I guess. A little bit concerning, yes, just not knowing how many minutes and, and what sort of role he's going to play there. Uh, Tyrone Peachy, the last of the names I want to mention here. Uh, just a 2RF at the moment, but holding down that left center role at Penrith in the absence of Isaac Tungle, he will uh, most certainly get the dual position upgrade to center wing uh, before round 12. So this time next week, I think it will be, um, he'll be dual position eligible Tyrone Peachy. So um, potentially still uh, a trading target this week. Yeah, definitely, and the duel will definitely help. I think, apart from those four we've mentioned, they're all quite cheaper options. I think at the other end of the spectrum, Dylan Brown, he's expensive, but I think this is a great week to get him in. Uh, two scores over 100 the last two weeks. He's got round 13 and round 16 buys, which is massive for him. And with Moses out this week, he might demand a bit more of the ball against the Raiders too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, I've just missed everything you've said. I've just gone to the freezer. My laptop is about to explode. I'm going to put a bag of ice on it, but we are going to keep going here. Um, the joys of having a MacBook Pro that is just firing up. You could quick cook an egg on it tonight. Uh, we're going to keep it going, though. Um, I'm sure we, whatever you said then was golden. All right, it was round, great content. Yeah. Round 11 gets underway. I'm looking to dismiss you there. Round 11 gets underway on Thursday night. Of course, uh, normal transmission resumes. Here, after we didn't have Thursday night footy last week, um, as good a reminder as ever, just how good Thursday night footy is when you don't have Thursday night footy. The Storm at home to the Brisbane Broncos. $1.70, the Storm, coming off that uh, poor defeat last week. Uh, the Broncos, $2.15 outsiders heading down to Melbourne. Uh, looks like namely, uh, uh, rather mainly, uh, unchanged teams here for the Storm. Um, but in saying that, the Broncos will have a couple of concerns around Kurt Capel. Uh, I think he had a head knock last week. So whether or not he backs up or not, that could have an influence on the markets here with topsport.com.au. Yeah, it's really the only consideration when it comes to teams. They're 1-17 at the moment, though, both sides. Yeah, Storm seventy. you kind of hinted there that you might think it's a touch of unders. Uh, I agree, if so, because... I don't think they have the same aura about them this year, Melbourne. Uh, pretty comprehensively beaten last week against South, who they usually have no trouble against. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brisbane are just high-flying, really. So wouldn't surprise me if some of these Broncos players have a good night out. A couple of talking points from the Supercoach angle. What about Harry Grant? What are we doing with Harry Grant? Is he now a sell? I think we've held the last couple of weeks in hopes that he'd hit the you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, potentially 100. It's just not coming for him. Origins, very close. Um, For me, I think I sat here last week and outlaid to you my plans of not selling him for the whole season. But if you had to make a decision around round 13, potentially round 12, when are we selling Harry Grant? Yeah, I think I will hold just until round 13 at, at, at 
at most, sorry. So, like, I'm probably am going to hold him the whole way through. I'm definitely not selling him for the next fortnight. He's scoring, look, two weeks ago he was 104, then a buy, then 54. So it's not exactly a disaster. Um, I just don't think there's that many good options other than him at the nine. Maybe Jeremy Marshall King with the Dolphins playing round 13. They aren't playing this week, though, so yeah. there's not much point getting him at the moment. Hurts you there. Just for the Broncos, one of their bigger names on the Supercoach game this year, not least in the NRL, Reese Walsh. He certainly silenced those who've sold him in the past couple of weeks. I was very happy and up and about uh, after he scored that 25 against South. Uh, what did he get last week? I think it was a 94, 99. 93, yeah. 93. Um, look, but looking ahead, he has just two starts at Amy Park in the career. He's averaged 44 points per game in both of those two starts. Uh, and Origin's on the horizon. So, look, you've got to take the bad with the good or the good with the bad if you are selling. Um, you knew that score was coming against Souths. Uh, but, but you can't just focus on that one week if you did sell. No, I don't think selling was a bad move. And like you said there, you probably knew against uh, Manly that he was probably going to go big, and he did. 93 was a good score. Melbourne this week, then Panthers, then possibly Origin. Probably Origin. Um, yeah, like there's definitely a case to sell him. I just like watching him play, to be honest yeah. with you. I know that doesn't get you points, but it's just enjoyable owning him and watching him. It's hard. It would be hard, I'd imagine, the other night watching the Broncos play not having Walsh. Silky, like it's just it was hard even against South when he scored 24 at any moment that 24 could be 84 94 um he is a tough player to watch without without owning him just because he's so lethal so quick across the ground uh just recapping those markets topsport.com.au dollar 70 the storm head-to-head broncos outsiders two dollars 15 uh broncos getting a start here two and a half i think i'd be all over that the broncos two and a half points the better there uh we'll leave that game there though unless there's anything uh else you want to chime in on now let's go across the ditch i oh, know to a core stadium may as well be across the ditch it's a long way away for a lot of people um this one here <laughs> the bulldogs and the warriors uh friday 6 p.m game josh had a cars back for the dogs which is a boost um they've been injury riddled the whole year the dogs so good to see them getting one of their best back here uh and for the warriors looks like uh, jackson ford will miss which will impact a lot of super coaches uh, ed corsi as well uh with that knee knock he's out so a couple of changes there for each of the two teams the warriors favorites here dollar 77 topsport.com.au the bulldogs two dollars and five outsiders at home the dogs have lost their last five against the warriors yeah well and they're, they're... They were a bit disappointing the other night against Canberra. I know they nearly won the game at the death, but without signing, sounding biased, we were the better team in the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tr- tricky game for them. Adokar back probably helps. They're probably lacking a bit of spark at times. Karaz was a bit slow away the other night in his first game back. I think he only got 39, uh, a bit lower than what we're expecting of him. But he yeah. was first up off that injury. I think he was out for around a month. So probably pay to forgive that one. Uh, but other than that, I don't have much going for the doggies at the moment. Jacob Preston, sorry. I do digress. He is flying 86 the other day. Two tries, I'm pretty sure, as well. He doesn't play round 13, but I, I don't know if I'm going to bother selling him, to be honest with you. His scoring mm. is good enough to warrant keeping. There's a few sliding doors moments in, in throughout the season, and I've had plenty of them already, but the kick-out injury for me was a sliding doors moment for holding Preston, and even for Preston himself. 
he was probably yeah that that mid-range capped price at around 50 points per game but now he's that attacking threat on that edge so makes it hard to sell like we've already said these sides met in round four warriors may be lucky to get away with that one 16 points to 14 that day um a man who had an impact that day was Adam Fanua Blake. Didn't score a try, but has been in try-scoring form the last couple of weeks. Between him and Tohu Harris, there's plenty of attractive options there up front for the Warriors. Yeah, I said AFB was a trap last week, and then he come out and I think he scored the first try against the Panthers. So definitely Didn't take long, a did it? trap. Didn't take long. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't bank on him scoring every week, but it was quite funny how it happened. Uh, him and Tohu Harris are definitely interesting to me. Uh they both played two out of the three bye weeks in the next, you know, six to eight weeks. So mm-hmm. I think they're both really good options. The only problem is they have a bye next week, round 12. So maybe you just wait until after that bye. That's the thing, isn't it? Round 12. And it makes it hard. We mentioned uh, before with the Dolphins, like moving Grant to JMK, you probably would have been happy to do it as soon as this week, but you just can't, knowing that they're on the buy. Um, a little bit tricky as well, trading in these Warriors types, knowing that round 12, uh, a buyer waits. Uh, anything else here uh, on the Warriors, the Bulldogs, as we say, Friday night, 6pm, the early game here from Accor Stadium? No, probably not. I mean, if I had to tip, I'd say the Warriors, you kind of just know what you're going to get with them. Very tough team this year, aren't they? Yeah, tough and gritty and even in defeat, they're usually not too far off. Um, you can say the same again about the Panthers, who uh, returned to winning ways last week after a couple of narrow losses. Um, the Panthers here, $1.50 at home against the Roosters. This is the main game on Friday night. $1.50 the home team, the Roosters $2.60 outsiders. Uh, the Chuggies getting a five-and-a-half-point start here with topsport.com.au. Not too much to speak of team-wise for the Panthers. Uh, the Roosters, though, Egan Butcher will miss the game with that uh, 11-day stand-down policy, which sees Angus Crichton, former Supercoach Gun, return to the starting side. So some good news there for Angus, um, even though there's some bad news for the Roosters on the whole. Yeah, well, Angus, uh, pretty sure he scored 87 last week against the Cowboys. Kind of flew under the radar. I don't think anyone's moved to him yet. And whether or not he plays Origin is probably... I don't know if he's come back too late to make the side. But mm. either way, I think we'll be talking about Angus Crichton a lot in the back half of the season as someone to finish the year with. Uh, still in a Sam Walker, like you said, which is making Joey Manu. What are your thoughts there? I, I've got him. And I do think, even though they're not playing in a couple of weeks in the first buy, I think it's a massive case still to get him in now. Mm. Uh, since moving to six, I don't think he's gone below 60 couple of scores around 90 as well. His scoring alone is very threatening. Yeah. I obviously am a little bit biased. I traded to him in draft from Tino, which caused a, a stir. I, I thought it was unwarranted. And I think really, you look at how Tino played last week, it was truly unwarranted. In saying that, though, Manu is a different player at 5'8". I think Walker's hanging around, isn't he? Jersey 20 this week. Um, he, he can't be far off. Since moving to six, Manu has scores of 90, 63, and 86. So definitely shows you how much better he is closer to the ball on Supercoach there. Uh, they didn't look that good the other day, the Roosters. No, they didn't. But then they looked good the two previous weeks with him at six. I don't know if it was his fault or not. Um, I agree with you. His days at six are probably numbered. But he's done enough now to get the duel, I'm pretty sure, in a few weeks. Is that right? Correct, yeah. So... Yeah think the general criteria is have to have played three games so 
He's played three games now. This will be his fourth this week. It'd be a travesty if he didn't get it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, probably not too much more to say. If you haven't bought him already, I don't know if you're buying him this week, though, against the Panthers, and then they don't play round 13. So makes it a little bit yeah. tricky. Nathan Cleary, that man that we spoke of at the top, a break-even of 98 this week. I think we determined, though, the break-even with Cleary doesn't matter. If you're holding him for the season or juggling him around origin, you're not... You're not worried about that break-even of 98? No, I don't think so. Players like him and Hines, I'm not really playing for cash for them. Um, I mean, we spoke at length last week about how we're going to deal with them throughout Origin, but I think until then we just keep them, really. They mm-hmm. pro- clearly proved on the weekend how sorry you would be if you did sell him. Um, and what impressed me most about him, honestly, is... Sounds weird for a halfback, but his base of 43, he just runs the ball so often. He's always yeah. involved. It really makes it makes it entertaining as an owner watching him just take the line on because it's always a chance he's going to slip through or put on a try. I think he was given a motive the other day. He just said, run the ball. Because there was, I want to say at least eight times in that first half where he had chances. But from first receiver, he just took the, took the ball under his arm and just ran. Um, yeah. And I think that was getting the best out of himself. Uh, and, and obviously the Panthers, they got the win. Uh, Cleary, 55 career games at... Penrith Park, uh, a career average out there of 77.6. Nine games career versus the Roosters at 79 points per game. All of that said, you can probably just about book him in for a score of 80 or more this week. Now, in years gone by, you probably could have said that about James Tedesco, just a walking, talking 80 points per game. You just can't this year. So it might be a hard question to ask, but is, is Teddy done on Supercoach? Yeah, it is a hard question. I mean... Maybe he might be. He only averages fifty three. He's played what eight games, so it's a decent sample size. Um, and they've won a lot of those games too, so he's not really starring in their wins. He's definitely a few ranks below the guns this year of Latrell and Reese Walsh. I'm just looking here, James Tedesco. Um, bear with me. So his career average. Year on year. So 2019, 84. 2020, 95. 2021, 87. 2022, 79. 2023, 53 after eight games. So what is that telling us? Like, the Roosters just... less. Play, yeah, it's a fair drop-off. It's about, what is that, a, you know, nearly 30% drop-off. Yeah, and it's it was sort of unforeseen, I guess. Roosters were second title favourites at the start of the year. So there was no one really thinking, oh, Teddy's going to do nothing this year but that's how it's kind of turned out i'm pretty sure he went early in our draft or at least pretty early mm-hmm. so whoever got him is feeling a bit sick and sorry um yeah. so yeah look i don't i don't think many people are owning him in classic at the moment and it's you can't really make a case for him as crazy as that sounds so teddy went fourth in our draft and i think that considered i think latrell mitchell went fifth so it just shows you that obviously people had at the start of the year at least Teddy ahead of Latrell, and obviously there's that buy in our comp, that you know final round buy that played a role in that as well. But still, um, Teddy over Latrell. We won't be saying this week uh, Teddy over Latrell because Trelly's got the Tigers out at Accor Stadium. Again, we've, we said at the top this game just sets up very very nicely for the home team. Dollar sixteen the Rabbitohs Tigers outsiders five dollars and twenty five. And the Tigers, as good as they've been the past couple of weeks, they're getting a 15.5 start here. They might need every single one of those and maybe a couple more as well. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've been impressive how they fought back from, I think, what was it, seven straight losses at the start of the year. But South love these sort of games against weak opposition. And, mm. yeah, you know, Luttrell, his last five scores, he got a 55 last week, but before that he didn't go below 96, three scores over 100. He's a genuine captain option this week, isn't he? Absolutely. Uh, that's if you've got him. Even if, though it is an, an earlier game in the week and before Nico Hines, you still have to consider having mm. um, Latrell as your straight captain this week. Now, I just want to debunk a myth here. I keep hearing how good that the Tigers are against Souths and how Tigers always trouble Souths. Souths have won five of the past six, and the one that Souths uh, lost in, in that run of six was by one point. So do away with that myth. Souths don't yeah. struggle against Wests. I know, no, that, I, agree, I know what you're going to say here. I know what you're going to say. Go on. About when Luke Brooks scored that try, but it was yeah. they went to the bunker. Yeah, Maybe yeah, people yeah. have that in their mind. You know what I mean? That crazy game. Yeah, I do. Uh, anyway, uh, another question here for you. Just looking at team list, there's no changes for the Rabbitohs. John Bateman um, has been named to play here, but obviously a late out last week, so keep an eye on that. Cody Walker, we mentioned him at the top. Is he a genuine must-have this time of year, I'm going without him. Souths have a good run the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I already regret selling him. I said that, but geez, I'd love to have him this week. I think he's he's almost a must-have. I don't have him, so I wish I did. But just looking at his scoring, the last seven weeks hasn't gone below 66. Um, been in elite form, really. Two scores over 100 in that mix as well. I have to assume he's not going to be in the Origin setup. I know there's a lot of South fans out there saying, why aren't we talking about Cody Walker for Origin? Yeah. I don't think he'll be there. And if he's not, he's playing the next five weeks straight where a lot of other players we're talking about have weeks off. So he definitely has like massive claims. I'll tell you a bet here. We're not talking about uh, futures markets. We, we don't often, but Rabbitohs minor premiers. $3.20, topsport.com.au. I think you're getting that. Now, it seems short, but go ahead, look at their draw. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their draw now. It is very soft. And they haven't had a buy yet. They've still got six points to come in buys. So factor all that in, plus this next probably six or eight-week window. That could be a, a good thing, $3.20, minor premiers of the Rabbitohs. Get on to that this week before they beat the Tigers. Responsibly. Yeah, I love that. And get on to Cody Walker before they beat the Tigers too. I don't – we'll wait for trading places, but I don't think I can get him in this week financially, but, geez, I wish I could. Very quickly, one word, Jerome – Jareem. Let me get that right. Jareem Buller, is he a buy? No. Okay. Uh, next game on Saturday, the 5.30 game. Cowboys back at home here against the Dragons. Cowboys off a win, which is rare to say on the podcast this year. Uh, that said, though, they unchanged the team list, so to the Dragons. Cowboys $1.47, topsport.com.au. Dragons $2.70, Outsiders. Cowboys have won their past three games against the Dragons, for what that matters. Are they back, the Cowboys? Because I know last week we kind of both said we think they're gone. And they were pretty impressive the other day defensively. Um I don't know. Uh, there's not a lot of players on Supercoach I'm looking at, really. Holmes was one of them at the start of the year, but he's about to go into a, an Origin Series for the next six weeks. Mm. Scott Drinkwater, someone you spoke about a little bit, could be a pot at fullback, maybe. Ah, 
can't trust him. <laughs> I can't trust him. I drafted him, pick ten. Like I, I don't know. Just I just got it wrong. I got it wrong. I got it wrong with the Cowboys. I thought Cowboys would be minor premiers. They're far from it. Uh, Val, you mentioned him. They're still owned by th- I think it's thirty three percent of all coaches. A break even this week, one hundred and twenty two. Just on the Dragons, we mentioned Jaden Sullivan at the top there. Um, you've already given a couple of thoughts there on if he's maybe a nice to have uh, around 5'8", around hooker. Um, the Dragons run. The Cowboys away this week, then home to Roosters. They play the round 13 by away to the Dolphins. Then away around 14 to a Panthers team who may be missing some stars. They're getting a month, a month or five weeks here looking at him potentially. Then they have the round 16 bye. Yeah, he's just uh, look. I agree with all that, and he kicked goals the other day, which was great for his claims as well. It's just hard to trust where he's going to be in the side. Um, who's even going to be their coach? I feel like he could get sacked at any moment as well. There's a lot of red flags for Sullivan, but yeah. at the same time, he probably scored pretty well over the next few weeks. Okay, uh, we'll leave that game there, though. As we say, uh, Cowboys favourites there um, to get the job done. Topsport.com.au. Uh, another home team who's tipped to come out on top here, the Raiders. Now, Tommy, I, I don't know, top of my head, but you will. How many wins in a row now for the Raiders? Four wins. Four games since Jared Croker's been back as well. And wow. I think it's four games till he gets 300. So exciting times. Uh, $1.65 Raiders, $2.25 the Eels. Maybe a surprise, to be honest, but I think a lot of that is due to Mitch Moses being out. Moses out, which means Arthur takes over at halfback. Um yeah, disappointing though. Compounded the Moses trade in if you went that way uh, last week. Um, just on the Raiders though, as we said, they're, they're that well settled in their back line that even with Xavier Savage coming back against the Bulldogs, scoring a try, I think he had about 10 runs for 100 metres. Played well, but not well enough to hold his spot in, in the run on team. So Raiders, they're blessed uh, in their outside backs for depth coverage at least. Yeah, still Nick Cottridge is... I don't even know if he's injured either. He might just not be making the team either. There's a lot of names there. Harley Smith-Shields, someone I was keen on pre-season. He can't make the side either. So, yeah, a lot of good names there. Uh, the Fords is where it's at, though, I think, on Supercoach. Tarpanay is always pretty solid. Probably doesn't have the same, I guess, ceiling and attacking output that he did last year, maybe. Horsburgh's probably taking a lot of that, and he had another solid score on the weekend. And he's looking... I mean, we spoke about him a lot last week. It all depends if he plays Origin or not, whether or not he's probably a good super coach option, I think. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more I don't think he will play Origin. Um, I didn't even think we'd be ever talking about Corey Osborough right here on this podcast. Another one that, I, again, that barely ever rates a mention, Matt Tomoko, playing brilliantly in the outside backs. Um, super coach the other day, I think he scored 111. Close enough to it. Definitely three-figure score. Uh, yeah, I mean, what you can probably tell us more about Matt Tomoko. He's a Kiwi product. Um, what's he done? Where's he come from? <laughs> oh, he's been in the pipeline for a while for the Raiders. Uh, he hasn't really scored well on Supercoach until this season. Uh, but, yeah, 119 on the weekend. Two scores before that, both over 70. So it's pretty elite levels for a CTW. Uh, but his price is very high into the 650s so he's not exactly a cheapie um, but he's a pod who's playing a lot over the next 10 weeks or so at that price you'd you'd probably prefer even a garrick at 540 or going upwards to 
yeah, Amanu or, um, you know, I'm thinking bias my own team, uh, Ronaldo, I don't know. Anyway, uh, just back on the Eels before we move on after uh, this game, let's speak about Clint Gutherson, someone who this time of year always seems to come into the conversation while others, those bigger names, go on uh, origin duties or have buys. Uh, gets the goal kicking this week without Mitchell Moses there. If you haven't already bought Gutho, he's playing very well, scoring plenty of tries. Is this the week? Can you seriously consider getting Clint Gutherson as a buy this week? I think you, you can consider it. I, I'm not going to personally, but his consistency of scoring is his best, I think, attribute. Uh, only one score out of 10 this year has been below 50. That was a 37. Sorry, below 60. Every other score, 9 out of 10 scores above 60. Really consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. And like you said there, while a lot of the stars are going to be away, he's going to be playing. Plays 13, 16, 19. We've said that a couple of times about the Eels' assets. Uh, has the Raiders away this week. Then Rabbitohs away, so not easy fixtures on paper. Then they get the Cowboys round 13 back at Combank Stadium. So you're probably buying this week and with eyes on 13, eyes are then on 15 through 20, really. Yeah, I think it's a, it's probably a play that you'd make. I'd make it pretty soon if I was going to, and then sell after that and get some guns back in for the, for the end of the year. Tough question to answer that one, Gutho or no Gutho. Uh, we may answer that later in trading places. We may not. Um, speaking of tough questions, though, the Knights and the Titans. It's tough to split. You're picking a winner, that is, with topsport.com.au, $1.90 each of two. Uh, Kurt Mann, he's still sidelined, which sees your mate Phoenix Crossland start in jersey number nine, at least we think. Uh, good news for the Knights, Adam Elliott back on the bench. And the Titans, not too much to speak of there. Uh, the only change there, Cruz Leeming, the dummy half, back on the bench for Kano Kinney, who goes back to 18th man. Yeah, what about Kieran Four on the other night? Rolling back the years. Uh bit of a decent score for the veteran i think he got 83 or something a couple of tries so that was good titans are going well um dollar 90 here um i've not gambled well this year and gamble very responsibly but wow i think they'll be hard to beat newcastle's effort against power a couple of weeks ago was embarrassing yeah before you back up the trucks though the titans haven't won at newcastle since 2016 so factor that into your calculations I think that's a, and a good you know good sample size amongst all that. I think it's about four or five games in that. Um, for the Knights, I think it all focuses around Lockie Miller, if you're still holding, potentially uh, Greg Marju, which I know many of us traded to a few weeks back. Marju, is he on the chopping block? He comes into the side round four, scores 122 against the Raiders. Next week, 102 against Manly. The next week, a 92 against... The Warriors, since then, 42 against the Panthers, 67 against the Cowboys, a 39 against Parramatta. Is now the time to... What are we doing in Marju, more importantly? Are we going to hold, sell? You're, not, you're certainly not buying him this week. No, I mean, if you, sold, if you were selling it, you probably would have done it last week when they had to buy. So if you still have him now, probably just hold. Gold Coast, as well as they're going, the defence isn't known to be that strong. Mm. And they are playing around 13 and 16, so they've got a little good window. Oh, they do have a buy in around 14, but I think he could cover that. He's not a must-sell by any means. And Lockie Miller, I don't know, I reckon he's negatively impacted by Ponga's presence. 
I think Newcastle is negatively impacted by Tom's presence. <laughs> I set that up for you perfectly, On didn't a platter, I? on a platter. Uh, okay, that's all we have to say about the Knights and certainly all we have to say about Caleb Ponga. The last game of the week, Manly and Cronulla. Uh, I don't think Sharks have... I think they might have won here last year. But before that, I think they've won there something like four, four times since 1967, their inception. So not a good record, the Sharks up at Brookvale Oval. Uh, I guess for the Seagulls, all eyes would have been on the number six jersey if Josh Schuster was going to make a return. But as you see on the screens here on YouTube, number six, Cooper Johns. So uh, Schuster named in the extended squad, but won't be starting here. Manly Outsiders, $2.65 at home. The Sharks, $1.48 at Brookie. I'd be surprised if Schuster doesn't start. Johns was terrible the other day, to be honest. Um Schuster, why would you put him in the reserve? He's not going to play. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Manly just been real disappointing. All of a sudden, lost a couple on the trot in really demoralising fashion. Like we said, though, Javojevic and Garrick still scoring pretty well. Um, and Garrick, he might be the buyer the round this week. Potentially. Like we said, 540k. I think he's lost all the money he's going to lose. It's only upwards from here for Ruben Garrick. Dual position, fullback, centre wing, plays round 13. Potentially, with Tom Travojevic maybe not in origin calculations, plays with Tom Travojevic in round 13, which you'd think against... Uh, who do they have round 13? You can tell me while I talk. It's only going to help his cause, Ruben Garrick. It is. Um, just getting to who they're playing now. For memory, it's not an easy game. No, Newcastle, an easy game. That is an easy game. Um, yeah, Garrick, I think you need to get him in this week. As you're saying there, probably the cheapest you'll ever get him in, or at least this season. Still managed an 82 last week in a badly beaten team. Sharks, Raiders, Knights the next three weeks. And they play around 16 as well, the Sea Eagles. So, yeah, I think there's so many boxes he's ticking. What about the Sharks on the other side of the coin? Like we say here, they're tipped to get the win. Could you tip them with any confidence after what you saw last week? Probably not. Um, Hines was, I guess, I'm going to say he was poor. He was just quiet. He just didn't have his best game. Uh, look, I've got a couple of pods that I've been running with the Sharks. Britton Nakora, Ronaldo Mulatalo. I think they're 6% and 5% owned respectively. I think we sit here in probably four or five weeks and they're going to be the, the best buyers of the week. I just wanted to get on early, but that's purely a gut feel call. I don't think I needed to have them. No, I think they're good pods, though, and I think it's a strong team to come home with, the Sharkies. They have a pretty good draw all year. They always seem to have a great draw, the Sharks. I can't remember the last time they beat a good team, really. And the other day against the Dolphins, their, their defence is just all over the shot. So, yeah. yeah, look, I don't know. Hines sort of showed that he's human after all. But last game of the week, this week, you'd have to think he's a popular captain yet again. Sunday afternoon captain. They seem to just get a couple of extra points, and Nico Hines mm. gets a few extra points even when he's not playing well. So if we do think the Sharks are going to get the win this week, it's probably going to come off the back of Nico, So, as it, as it usually does. Anything else here? Not really. Um, it is a tough, just on captains quickly. I mean, he leads the race along with Luttrell. Yep. And even Nathan Cleary probably thinks he's going to have a good game, but then you can't play both Cleary and Hines in mm. your captain setup. So you have to make a decision there. Valentine Holmes? Or just not going Who? that way? Yeah, no, it's tough. Nah, well, he's he'd be brave. 
he is a good pod option, um, but I think against the names we just mentioned, maybe a rung below, I think. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, thanks to topsport.com.au. The other side, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to do our trading places, if we have any, and answer a couple of your questions as well. Are you suffering from frequent bouts of bet limititis? Try Topsport. Other providers may significantly limit your bets, causing frustration and angst. Topsport clears that blockage by welcoming big and winning punters, giving you fast, effective relief on those bigger bets. Overcome bet limititis by downloading the Topsport app today. Brought to you by Topsport. Feel the excitement. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website. That website, gamblinghelponline.org.au, the number 1-800-858-858 if you are uh, having any dramas with the punts. Um, never a bad time to reach out to those in the know. Topsport.com.au, thank you for your support again this year, fellas. Uh, as we said at the top, we wouldn't be here without you. Tommy, let's do our trading places. Uh, you got any moves for us this week? I don't think I do. Uh, I'm going to try and hold firm with the team. They got a solid score last week. I definitely have a few trades in mind over the coming weeks, but pretty much all the players this week, I can make a case to keep them either due to a good fixture this week or there's just no sort of viable alternative. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins buy also. That's a little clue. There's a couple of Dolphins I'm looking at perhaps, but they aren't playing this week, so I'm going to wait on those. Yeah, look, for me, I haven't made any trades as we go to air on Tuesday night. If I was going to make any, as I sort of said, it would be around my fullbacks there with Jermaine Asako, Amaso, Tabuai, Fidel, both out this week. So I'm short of a fullback as we go to air tonight. Uh, most likely, I'd be trading Josh Schuster on Matt Dury. Probably Dury. Uh, and then shifting Lemuelu up to 2RF. Ama or Asako with their jaws to center wing and opening up that fullback slot. I'd only have about 300k in the bank, though. So, again, it looks like it's Jareem Baller or Bust for me this week at fullback. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I mean, it's very different for you to me. I've got sort of the two high-priced fullbacks, so I'd pay a big price to get Baller in, in yeah. terms of scoring. But you're the opposite. You've got two players who aren't even playing this week. So you kind of... I mean, you have to make a trade, don't you? Or are you going to cop your lowest score on the bench? No. Nah. I think I'll be trading. I mean, as I look at this, I've got a lot of money here tied up at center wing. Ronaldo Militalo, 730K. Joey Manu, 650K. Greg Marju, 650K. Valentine Holmes, 650K. I could sell Val, but then I'd be playing Alamotti at, at center wing. You know, like... Yeah. And How do you sell Val when he's back? got dragons, tigers yeah. as yeah. well? It's just hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. Hosking could be another one, but like we sort of said at the top, Hosking and Preston, again, you could sell them and via jewels get in a fullback. I'd still only have about a 570k to play with. So at that price, it's hard to justify. I'd rather just cop a buller. Anyway, that's yeah. my problem. I feel like come Saturday 257, <laughs> you might have a decision hopefully this week because Buller's playing the 3 p.m. Saturday again. Stars are aligning. This is why we say you have to follow us on the socials at Supercoach365, where you get our late, late, late mail on a Saturday afternoon. And if you don't, then you won't see it. All right. Listener Q&A. We've got a couple here. 
Not as many as usual. Maybe their office for giving uh, bad Mitchell Moses mail last week. Start at the bottom. Dan Sharpie <laughs> says, do I trade Hammer to Garrick or Ford to Fafita? I'm thinking that would be... I've got to assume it's David Fafita. Yeah, I don't know who else it could be, really. Um, Jojo Fafita? Oh, Jojo. Yeah. Billy Army Fafita from the Dragons. He doesn't play, but he's DMP. Um, I would be going the first option. I think Hammer to Garrick makes a lot of sense. I mean, Hammer is probably a number for you in round 13. But I think you've got to get Garrick at the moment. Is Hammer a keeper? Because you've seen what he can do. I think we've all underestimated the Dolphins. Yeah. He's not scoring that well, though. Got that 100 in him. Yeah. He does, he does. I'm, I've still got him, and I'm going to hold him until the buyers, I think. But I, I'd rather Garrick than Hammer, definitely. Absolutely. Particularly this week. Paul Raymond, 1969, just says here, Adam Elliott's return. What are we making of it? Named in 16. Matt Croker named to start at lock. Um, what are we making of Adam Elliott? Not, not someone we're playing with, but good to see him back on the field for Newcastle. Yeah, he's probably one to monitor. I mean, not yet, but I think there was a few... A notable podcast was talking about preseason, I'm pretty sure. And I know I got him in our draft, so there's some, been some some support around for him. So if he can get fit, he might churn uh, out some good scores later in the year. Kai Whitmill says, uh, Valentine Holmes for Alex Johnston. Even with the fixtures, uh, considering Val's fixtures, like you say there, the Dragons, uh, then the Tigers. Even with the fixtures, uh, what are we doing with Val Holmes for Alex Johnston? I don't mind the Johnston trade, and I think South are great buys at the moment. Like we said, great run coming up. The next five games are all so winnable, while a lot of their opposition, sorry, a lot of the other players in those in those spots will be on origin duty or having buys. But AJ, are they going to the left this year? His scoring is well down. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to turn? I don't know. Turn last week. I think he scored a double. Could have been a hat trick. Loves playing yeah. at a core stadium, and maybe if you're not holding Walker or Latrell, this is a way to get some of those Souths points. So I like the shout. Yeah. Would I trade Val? Maybe not. Would I trade Hammer? Maybe. Yeah, it's, I haven't thought of AJ. He's been out, so I had a mind a little bit. But you're right. He did get two tries the other day. Game against Tigers this week. And, and like you said, it does offset if you don't have Cody Walker. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of... Top four contenders, Andy101 or I01, Andy I01 says Dolphins top four contender, yes or no? Is this your burner account? <laughs> it's not. Nah, they're going good. They're going good. I didn't think they'd be make the top 12, but they might make the eight the way they're going. What do you reckon? I think you owe me a case of beer for that as well. Uh, we had a bet in the preseason. Dolphins would finish higher than 13.5 on the ladder, and at the moment, it's looking good. Uh, okay, yeah. Damo Ruben, eighty-two says I held Walsh last week. What are your thoughts on him this week? Is he a trade? <laughs> Sorry, just reading some of the other ridiculous questions we were given this week, which we can't read out on air. Uh, is Walsh a trade? Oh, well, we spoke about it earlier tonight. I mean, logically, he probably is a bit of a trade out, but yeah. I just have a personal bias to watching him play, so I'm keeping him. It is a tough watch without him. 
I'm confident, well, not confident, but I'm more comfortable this week um, him going to Melbourne rather than him at Suncorp Stadium, watching without owning him. Riley Milton 4 says, Thoughts on the Dragons as a bet to cover the line. Uh, we'll scroll back up, topsport.com.au in that game. They're getting a six and a half start, the Dragons. Um, Riley says, I reckon that uh, they'll they'll get up for Benny Hunt. I think it's his 300th game this week, Ben Hunt. So a little milestone, not a little milestone, a big milestone for Ben Hunt. I feel bad for Ben Hunt because I feel like he tries hard every week and some of his teammates aren't really going with him, but I don't know. I don't reckon that line's big enough, personally. Yeah, I'd probably be wanting a little bit more. But um, when they get in the game, the Dragons, they just... Even when they don't win, they're never far off. What have they lost now? I think it's four or five games by within six points. That's true. Another one here from not underscore Howie. Again, talks about Alex Johnston at the bottom price. They have an easy draw. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we've sort of already said it there previously. Not a bad week to get Alex Johnston. Ben James says, which guns are we holding over Origin? It's a big question, isn't it? Um, We spoke a lot about this last week. Hines... I don't know if we came to a decision, but we kind of agreed he's only going to play two or max three games during that whole period. Mm-hmm. Cleary's similar story. Harry Grant was someone I was looking at holding perhaps throughout. What about you? Yeah, I'll probably hold Cleary now that I decided to hold last week. I think Nico there, a higher price tag, won't be playing. I think he plays less than Cleary, actually. Uh, potentially, if he... This is assuming Nico's playing starting 5-8 for New South Wales, which he very well may not be. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing back in Braden Trindle over the origin period. I've got all those Sharks assets. I think they've got a good run, the Sharks. It'd be about 300k. It would free up some cash to, to go elsewhere. I don't hate the idea. If he can slip into Hines' spot, and I, I mean, he's not going to have the ceiling that Hines has, but he does kick goals, and he's shown in the past he can score pretty well in Supercoach. Yeah, I think you've got a negative break even still. He's just waiting for another another game to uh, to get at it. Uh, last one here, we'll finish it off with Sam Horn. Asks us, is Alessia, Alessia Katoa a sell for Tohu Harris and trading Val for Alex Johnston with Origin Looming? Look, let's finish on that second one there. Val for Alex Johnston, a very popular trade this week. And Alessia Katoa, just not consistent, says Sam. Yeah, I like the Tohu trading, but just not this week, maybe with the Warriors having a buy next week. I think Tohu will definitely be a trading for me after round 12. I think he's one of the best players to get in for that origin period. If you could pick between one or the other, would you go Tohu Harris or Fenua Blake? I'm going to go Tohu. I just think he's more proven over a long period of time, and AFB's numbers are maybe boosted by some tries and other things lately. Rightio, let's leave it there. Round 11 preview podcast, Supercoach 365. Tommy, any closing thoughts around 11? What are you looking forward to most this weekend? Not using a trade for once. I'm going to try to keep, keep them in the bank so I have more at the end of the year than I did last year. Yeah, holding on to them like they're uh, your dog down at the park the other day. You were grabbing the leash and it was on a tight rein. Uh, we'll leave it there. Supercoach 365, you'll get us there across the socials. And our final teams. Final, 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 final teams as we go into round 11 on our socials catch you then